Right now I'm going to play two tempos of an old, old hymn simply entitled Bright in the Corner Where You Are. So enjoy. first episode of Where You Are, and I am so happy you decided to listen because I'll be sharing an interview with two beautiful souls, Carlton V. Bell II and Damone Williams, who were kind enough to sit down with me, a complete stranger, about two weeks ago and record my premiere podcast. Carlton is the artistic director of Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company, and Damone is the artist-in-residence at BBRTC, who will be directing the upcoming production of Donye R. Love's Sugar in Our Wounds, which runs from December the 5th through December the 8th. That's December the 5th through December the 8th, and it's at Birmingham Festival Theater. Tickets are on sale at the bbrtc.com that's the bbrtc.com and you should get your tickets yesterday because they will sell out and this is a play you don't want to miss you'll learn much more about Carlton Damone BBRTC and Sugar in Our Wounds in the interview but first i want to talk to you about my intentions for this podcast to let you know what to expect Many of you know me from my career as an English teacher, and I am proud of that work and thrilled to have met so many wonderful students and colleagues over the years. Some of you know me from my previous career in retail, and though I grew to loathe that world, my soul shriveled up to the size of a pea, I did meet and grow to love so many amazing people during that time. Ever so often, though, I am nudged, pushed, pulled, or catapulted into something new. The universe challenges me to live closer to my truth. And this podcast is one of those times. In my journey with this podcast, it is my goal to talk to interesting people, to build new relationships, to celebrate diversity, to encourage love and kindness, to learn and grow, to promote and encourage others, and to have fun. Over the first year of the podcast, I'll talk to artists, activists, teachers, preachers, writers, veterans, survivors, and so many more wonderful folks. I'll also introduce a few special series of interviews One will focus on former students and where they are now. Another will focus on my family, especially my mother, who has a fascinating life story that rivals Dolly Parton's. I also plan to do a special series of interviews focusing on Ryan Elementary School, the small school in North Alabama where I spent nine years of my youth. That school holds a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. So I want to talk to those former Ryan students about their stories of Ryan Elementary and to find out where they are now. Finally, I will have a series of interviews with familiar strangers 
those people I encounter in my daily life on a semi-regular basis who I'd like to get to know better. So that's where I am. That's where I plan on going. And now for the very first episode of Where You Are with the fabulous, wonderful, I can't say enough good things, Carlton V. Bell II and Damone Williams. Go buy your tickets for Sugar in Our Wounds. Buy one for someone who can't afford one. Uh, buy, buy a bunch of them for a whole school or class. But get them before they sell out at bbrtc.com. Now, enjoy the interview. Okay, here we are at the Art, House, Art Playhouse in downtown Birmingham, recording my very first podcast uh, with Carlton Bell. That's right? me. Car- do you, yeah. Is it Carlton V. Bell? Yeah, it's Carlton V. Bell the second, actually. Oh, well, who's <laughs> the my first? my mom ever hears this, my who's dad's the first. Obviously. Okay, so is your dad still living? Are you close to yeah. your dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Big so Carlton. You, <laughs> do you call him Big Carlton? Yeah, literally. So we, do you do like the like Carlton V. Bell the second? The second is very important. Well, and I'm going to do things that my dad just hasn't done, so. Obviously. Yeah, I need them to know it wasn't him. <laughs> and also here is Damone... Williams. Williams, who is directing the next production for Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company Mm -hmm. called Sugar in Our Wounds, correct? Yep, yes. Uh, And that sounds like a really fascinating play. Let's start there. What, this is the next play that you're going to be producing for Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company, which is, tell us what your goal is with the company and then we'll talk about Sugar in Our Wounds. Um, I mean, to sum it up without like spewing the company line, um, all radical, all black, all the time. If it's not starting conversation, I'm just not interested in it if it's not reflective of what's going on in the world really not interested in it i'm really we're like super laser focused on and this is a company line on uh (laughs) black women back black lgbtqia people and black disabled people and um trying to make sure we're choosing plays that center their worlds and um we also focus on that just in our staff and who we are um the majority of us are either black women or black queer people or allied to queer people or something like that. Um, so that's super important to us. Okay. I saw the first production that you did called Choir Boy in... When was that? August. August. It, it was feels August. like it was... Ages ago. Let ages me ago. ask you yeah. something, and then we are going to get the sugar in our wounds, but when you do something like that, which to me, the it was so palpably honest and real... Um, there was no pretense about it. The acting was, I don't know where you, you're paying people, aren't you? Yeah. You're a community. <laughs> yeah. When you do something like that and you're finished with it, and it was a short run, yeah. obviously because of production costs, it was what I'm assuming. Hello. <laughs> so, where does that go in your soul? Where is it now? Choir Boy in general? Oh gosh, Choir That production. Boy. That production was, it was kind of, it was, it was a lot of things on like a business aspect. It was like my first like national profile, like to the world, you know, it was kind of like this presentation of what people will say about me forever. You know, when they Google articles about Carlton Bell, what they'll see, because we had such amazing, amazing press behind that show and a lot of community support. And so it, Carver just gave me so much, like it really did, it gave me confidence um it was the first main stage show i'd ever directed um so i went in kind of like not knowing what i was doing and i went in producing it kind of not knowing not kind of i didn't know what i was doing (laughs) and um 
But I knew what I wanted, and I knew... I, I very selfishly knew what I wanted, I'll say that. I was like, I just want to put on a brilliant show. Um, and I really, really, really um, wanted to include my circle in that because I just didn't trust anyone else with a lot of stuff. So, I, you know, when I got ready to do the show, I was like, hey, I went to my mentor who legitimately is like a music video producer. That's what she does for a living. She has a background in theater, but it is not what she does. And I was like, so I'm about to do this thing and I really need you to musical direct this show. And she went, excuse me? <laughs> and I went, yeah, I mean, you know, you sang for a really long time, so I feel I feel good about it. And we just have this relationship where she was like, okay. And we did it, and um, we had um, a nationwide casting call for the cast um, where we saw about 100, 200 uh, just taped auditions, right? And then we saw about 15 guys in person in the in the in-person callback um yeah it was it was really it was really really interesting like to pull people from like everywhere across the country and a couple of people I had just been following for a while and I, I knew their work and I loved their work and I was like hey like Demont <laughs> so you got Demont you were in L were you in LA is that I am yeah. Los <laughs> and you don't you don't have any other ties to Alabama at all you no, just came, came for this we then, never met <laughs> Yeah, that part. <laughs> and so you came to yeah. do it. Yeah. What, why, was it because of the director? Was it because of the script? Everything? Yeah, so for me... <laughs> it's, it's the wild story. Yeah, so for me, it's, it's a, a gumbo of all of that. So I have been involved with, chasing, in love with, in a relationship with Choir Boy for a few years. Uh, I know Carlton and I have talked about the fact that we have both been chasing the show since it uh, was premiered. Uh, so I know the playwright, Terrell McCraney, and I remember when the first the show first came, it was, uh, they did an off-Broadway production at Manhattan Theater Company, or Manhattan Theater Club, excuse me. And um, I remember thinking, damn, I wish I could do that. Like, I want to do that show. That show speaks so clearly to me because I know these characters, I know them clearly. Uh, didn't get in on that one. The show then, when they wrapped that, they came uh, to some regional stuff and they came to L.A. Uh, so we did a production, uh, they did a production at the Geffen Playhouse in L.A. and I auditioned for that, got to callbacks, was asked to come back in and read for another role and I got what I thought was really close but then yeah, no cigar, right? So I was disappointed. Then the show went to D.C. and I tried to get in that one and it didn't work. And then the show went to Marin County and uh, the Bay Area and it didn't work. So I was like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. Um, and then happily, at the beginning of this year, when they were getting ready for the Broadway production, um, I was able to get into the room. So I filmed uh, an audition in L.A. and uh, thought nothing of it. I was like, I'm going to film this audition, and it's been no ever since the beginning. So whatever, but I'm going to do it. So I did it, and um, then I got invited to New York for Final Callbacks. So I went up there, and I auditioned for Final Callbacks uh, and didn't get it, which is fine, because it was a beautiful production. But then I really thought to myself, mm, maybe this is not going to happen. Maybe the show is not going to work. Um, and then I got a call from this one, from Carlton, about um, the fact that they were going to be doing a whole production in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was living in Atlanta at the time, so it's really a hop, skip, and a jump to get here. So um, I said, let's do it. Carlton and I met maybe two, no, maybe like three or four years ago um, Twitter. via Twitter. <laughs> we were followers, we followed each other on Twitter, and it was just one of those things where it turned into this. And I came up from Atlanta. Um, to do Choir Boy, and I was here for that process, a month and some change, and I went back home to LA, and then I just decided to come back and 
do some more work. And then now we're getting ready to do uh, Sugar, Sugar in Our Wounds by Donya Love. And it's like, it's all just happening. And I'm excited to kind of <laughs> yeah. see where it's going. It's like, that. we're flying by the seat of our pants. So have you directed before? I've directed film. So I come from a film TV background. Uh, theater too. I started theater when I was a teenager in high school. And then I've done professional productions as well. Um, but my directing history has been with uh, film and, and not TV, but film, a lot of film. Um, so this will be new for me too, directing for the stage. We love taking people out of their box. Listen. Hey, that's great. Yeah. And have you cast the show already? Are you in production? So we actually just had our auditions a few days ago. So we have the majority of our cast set. Uh, we're still looking for a few roles, but for the majority of it is set. So um, yeah, we're getting ready to actually go into rehearsals on the 10th of November. So it's, it's coming up pretty soon, yeah. Did you do this? Did you have the same process for, I guess I should ask you because you're directing. Yeah. Did you, you have the same national process or was it no, 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 regional? We just, or? Yeah, we decided to go with Birmingham locals. We wanted, to, we wanted this cast to be Birmingham folks, folks who live here, folks who know the city, folks who know the theater scene here. Um, so these are going to be some locals, people who are familiar with the city and audiences who are familiar with these actors. Hey, my name is Kenya Stewart, and I am the Assistant Artistic Director of Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company under Carlton Bell. <laughs> um, my experience working with Carlton, oh, it's been refreshing, and I have learned so much from Carlton. BBRTC has provided this outlet for me and other talented creatives most most of the people are right here in the south in the heart of Birmingham, Alabama. Um they're talented actors, writers, scenic designers, costume designers, choreographers, producers, all who are professional and they're serious about their craft. Carlton saw a need right here in Birmingham and was bold and determined and daring and faithful to plant the seed. I mean, we talk about it all the time about how this company is way bigger than us. It may have started with us or rather started with Carlton, but now it's like a movement. It's purpose, it's opportunity to share stories that have never been told here before. Stories that can maybe, well, I hope can provide healing and discussion and comedic relief and a place to hear soul for music and dancing. It's an experience. And I am so grateful to be a part of this experience of Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company. And our next production is Sugar in Our Wounds. And I hope to see you there. noticed one of the things that I've noticed over the years I've lived in Alabama most of my life I moved to Connecticut for a little while and you know because well, it's a long story <laughs> but one of the things I noticed about the theater scene when I moved back I, I worked at a military school for a few years I won't say that where sounds crazy but anyway <laughs> when I moved to Birmingham and started teaching where I teach now and I started I go to plays all the time but I really did notice that there is a dearth <laughs> of people of color in the theater scene 
or Ezra. I know, I know that there's like Encore uh, Theater. Encore. Look um, at you. We um, love Mark Raymond. Uh, Aldridge. Aldridge Repertory Theater. Repertory Theater. Or company, yeah, and I, so I know that those places exist and have a space and are doing wonderful things. I get that, I really do. But there just seems it still seems like so when I when I saw what you were doing, I thought this really because we're in Birmingham. Yeah, look around you. Look mm-hmm. at all the black people and the brown people, and yeah. what is our theater? You would think, and I'm not, I'm not, I am not calling anybody out, or I'm not going to do that. But you would think in the theater world there would be more representation. So I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. And I just say that as a white guy. <laughs> yeah. But like, are you able to, there must be, I met a young woman. Anyway, I remember having a conversation with her. She was a young African-American woman about, like she was cast in this play where she was being directed by a white guy. Mm-hmm. It was written by, it was a written by a white guy mm-hmm. for, and I don't even know that the character was, it was just cast. Blind play. Yeah. yeah. So, do you find that you're getting like a lot of like an overabundance of interest because it's are people thirsty for it? Well, that was a long yeah, thing. it was, um, <laughs> and, I, and I was making bullet points of the things while still trying to actively listen to you, so it was very difficult. I'm not <laughs> media trained. <laughs> um, okay? It's okay um, because um, it's interesting because I was we were having this conversation as I, uh, we were walking over here. Um, the Birmingham theater scene is just like any other ecosystems and there's a quote-unquote I guess unseen that we've all just kind of made up and decided as a community hierarchy right um and I think one of the interesting things about me having grown up here is that it was really cool when I was younger because I knew and you think there's a lot of theater companies here now when I was in high school it was almost triple um, you could any weekend not only could you go see a show you could go see two or three shows if you really wanted to and I'm talking about big stuff main stage stuff all the time everywhere uh, but then recession and now there's like you know about five or six like probably about ten total um, but Aldridge and um, Encore and all of those spaces kind of uh, I mean they came before us and we really wouldn't exist without them right um, I think about Aldridge Repertory Theater and I feel like we're legitimately like a prodigy of theirs like we're their kid because there just wouldn't be space for it without us I think there has always been and I can remember this from high school too because I've been working regionally since I was in high school and the Birmingham theater scene I have never almost there are a ton of actors and uh, theater professionals in the city out of if you took all, all of the black ones are professional union SAG equity all that stuff and that's why a lot of times you don't see a ton of us on stage all the times, right? Because some companies just don't even pay and can't afford to. I think that there's a lot of interest in BBRTC in general right now because we're more focused on doing kind of like this quote unquote, well, like woke, radical, you know, like all those millennial terms. We're a, a pretty young group. I think the oldest person in our group is like 40, you know, like we're just doing the stuff that we want to do. Um, and I think that's exciting. Um, I've been really, really grateful for all of like the support we've had from the black theater community here because they've really like Mark Raby, if I need anything, I can call him up. We're doing a show with him in the spring, probably. Um, there is a um, Aldrich Repertory Theater. Like Marva Douglas is legitimately like an idol to me. Mm. And 
she legitimately wanted to like she was ushering choir boy you know like it's just yeah it's 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 it's, it's, I don't want to get emotional but it's like this kind of like collaborative thing but that's kind of how we approach theater in the black in the black Birmingham theater community at least uh, we really have conversation with each other um, around everything because we know that we're all we have and if one of us fails, we all fail. Like I'm very cognizant of BBRTC in general right now. I'm like presenting myself because I'm like, I now have associations to Mark Ravy and you know, how, you know, is, is this is this a good de- decision for the ecosystem, right? Like we just talked about that and I've really been thinking about that. Which is why I love like, right after Sugar in Our Wounds opens, you get, uh, uh, well it literally goes crowns, Sugar in Our Wounds, Tiny Tim, you know? And it's like a weekend, a weekend, a weekend, and you can just go see black theater for like a month straight in Birmingham. Oh, those are going to be back to back. Yeah, okay. like how crazy is that? Um, but that you don't get that without having those super honest conversations, right? So now all my BBRTC people, we can go to the Encore, we can go to oh, both those shows at the Encore, we can go to the Encore and see those shows and they can come. Um, and we can use our networks to yeah get other people. Like, yeah, we just had general auditions with every company. We all sat at a table and invite all our people and we just watched people audition all day That's and cast all our shows. Amazing, yeah. I, what about, I read a little bit about Sugar in Our Wounds. It sounds fascinating to me. From what I gather, it's set in um, the Civil War era, right? And mm-hmm. it's it takes place on a plantation. Yeah. And is it a love story between two slaves is that yeah. what it is yeah yeah can you tell can yeah. you just talk about that a little bit yeah it's wild because so sugar in our wounds played by Donnie our love it's a play in his cycle series it's a series of three plays that chronicle black queer life or black life in general through different parts of history so the first is sugar in our wounds which takes place during uh like you said the civil war and that kind of thing it takes place on a plantation uh, then there's another one called Fireflies, which is during... Uh, it's in Birmingham. It's, it's during the um, the 16th Street bombing. Yeah, during the bombing of uh, the, uh, six, the 16th Street bombing. And then there's another one that's set um, during... Uh, it's a Black Lives Matter protest, right? So it's mm-hmm. like Black Lives Matter activists uh, falling in love and having the story that way. So that's Donye's series. But with Sugar, it's literally about um, a young black slave, obviously, who is... His name is James, and he is. He meets a guy named Henry who comes to the plantation, and they fall in love. And it's this story that I think is often ignored or like washed out of history. That queer people we've existed forever, like we in any time of history we were there. Uh, and so this just documents and highlights in a beautiful way the fact that we existed there. And so it just follows this love story tragically, unfortunately, but I mean that's the truth of the matter. And it just follows these two men in a relationship and how it kind of unfolds on this plantation uh, with the Civil War looming and with uh, freedom hopefully looming. Um, And they're just beautiful characters and there's a tree that is the central focus, this tree, this magical tree that literally one of the characters in the show, her name is Aunt Mama. She represents black women and just the black matriarch in the time. And so she takes pieces of the soil and things that grow from this tree and she makes this powder that is healing, has healing properties and all this cool stuff. Um, and so it just chronicles these folks on this plantation living their lives to the best of their ability. And it's such a beautiful piece because it, it's unflinching and it doesn't it doesn't paint it as just this romantic like soap opera that's just about like, oh, they were in love and they lived happily ever after. It really gets at the truth of the matter and what really would have happened had this situation occurred. And it did occur. And so it's a, it's a look at history through the lens of 
you know, it's putting black queer folks at the center, which is something we don't often see. Yeah, I never studied that in, in my yeah, history class in school. There was never any mention of, you know, queer love on yeah. the plantations. Well, there wasn't much mention of plantations right. in my yeah. history. Yeah. Um, do you you both know the the writer Don Donye? Yeah. yeah. We you know love Donye. Yeah. We love Donye Love. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. That's the, okay, so Donye our love, yeah. The love is the last name. Yeah. How do you guys know Donye? Um, I met Donye, I mean, I guess through Twitter. Twitter's been... Oh my uh, god, everybody's meeting through Twitter. Yeah. No, literally. It's an amazing um, resource. Yeah. But the, uh, we're talking about black queer people at the center of things. I think uh, we're at a time now, um, and that's why I was able to meet Damone, and that's how I was able to meet uh, Donye and his partner, Brandon. Um, it's just because, like, we're making ourselves known now. Mm-hmm. And so it's wild to me to think about how easy how easy it was, because, like, Donye is a very successful playwright, and I, I, I literally just followed him just because he was okay. a successful playwright. Um, and I, when I was in New York and I was going to be in New York for an extended amount of time working, I like tweeted that I was going to be in New York. Um, and you know, Brandon and Donye were like, Hey, just let us know when you're here. And you know, people say that all the time. Um, but I did and, okay, are you going to be in town? I'm, you know, going to this thing. Um, I know you said you were going and like, I'm like, you know, my day because I tweet about it. And like, I had like brunch with Donye. I mean, not Donye, I had brunch with his partner, Brandon, just on a Tuesday, yeah. you know, like, um, <laughs> and then he was shooting a, uh, a web series, a little thing, kind of like this, actually, uh, called Community, and he was like, yo, you'd be perfect for this thing. Do you want to come to my house and, like, hang out for the afternoon and shoot this thing? And so we did. And, yeah, I literally, I, I text uh, Brandon and Donye just the other day, Brandon about them two Is he going to yeah, be crazy. coming to see the production? Maybe. T- TBH. TBH. <laughs> TBH. And I feel comfortable saying that on too. <laughs> TBH. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we hope. Like, that's the plan, but we just have to Logistics. make sure schedules are right because Danye is in. Like, everybody wants Danye. So, we're trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, I met Danye the same way, like, legitimately through Facebook, Twitter, that kind of thing. And then when I moved to New York in 2015 uh, for school, uh, and then I ended up getting to do uh, an off Broadway show. Um, off off Broadway. <laughs> was an off Broadway, but I did an off Broadway show, and then I ended up um, hanging out with Brandon and Danye quite often. We ended up shooting a web series that they had done called um, "I Hate New York." It was one of those things uh-huh. about this millennial living in New York and why he hates it so much. And Danye starred in that, and I was in that with them, and it just kind of blew up into this thing. Where what's really beautiful to me is being able to say that we were all there at the beginning in the firing mm-hmm. kiln. Like we were all just artists trying to figure out what we we're doing. I moved to New York to go to school and I did it and it was great and Donye was figuring it out and Brandon was figuring it out and then to look up now, what, five years later, four or five, almost five years later, and to see that Donye is like graduating from Juilliard and has plays off Broadway and is like shopping things around and he's a hot commodity. And the fact that Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company is doing what it's doing and then I'm getting to be here to direct and I got to be in. So it's just really nice to to feel like the work is speaking for itself and it's like manifesting other work. Um, yeah, so it's just one of those things of when you trust the the calling that you think you have on your life, that you know you have on your life, it kind of just unfolds from there. And the universe, you know, the collective is always, the collective is always See, that's on. one of the things, you know, my podcast is called Where You Are, and it comes from the that's, that old hymn, uh, Right in the Corner Where You Are. Where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really want, one of the things I'm thinking about in this time of my life is how, you know, I can do things where I am mm-hmm. in that... One of the things that I responded to so much with uh, 
B-B-R-T-C, yeah. is that... It's a mouthful. That's what I, you're doing. That yeah. You're almost... In a sense, I think this happens in the 21st century, especially with social media and everything, is that our definition of home and place and and where we are is kind of more expansive. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, you're artist in residence, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel at home here? Do you feel like a foreigner here? No you know, no you don't have to feel home. Here. I don't mean literally <laughs> like Carlton's. I'm like where? a Birmingham advocate. So I think <laughs> sometimes I have to be like, you're okay, you can say it. <laughs> no, so for me, like, I'm definitely that actor, that artist who uh, is a rolling stone uh, without the negative connotation, um, who literally, like, I will go where the work takes me. And I think this part, at this point in my life, I can do it because I don't have anything. I'm like, I don't have a space I'm really wedded to. So if I get a call saying, come to Nebraska, we're doing this beautiful show, I'm going to Nebraska. And so when I got the call to come here, it was like almost, there was no other option at the time. You know, there was no like, oh no, I'm not going to do it. It's like, of course, this is great work. Um, so yeah, at this, I've been here for almost, I got here early September, so almost yeah. two months. I'm like thinking collectively though. But since Choir Boy? Yeah. So a nice amount of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I still sometimes feel like a foreigner because this isn't home. Home for me is California. Home for me so is... So that is home to you. Home for me. You I still feel that stuff. Born and raised in California, about an hour outside of LA. So I'm used to sunny palm trees, freeways, traffic, Los Angeles, that kind of thing. Um, so there are moments when I'm like, oh, I'm not at home. But what I love about Birmingham and what I love about Carlson and, and the tribe we've kind of um, put together is that they make it so that you always feel at home. I never feel like a burden. I never feel like uh, I'm not supposed to be here or wanted here. So it's, it's, it's about the tribe, really. Like, if I didn't have the tribe that I have, maybe I would feel like a foreigner 24-7. But I don't, like, wake up in the morning going, oh, God, I wish I was home. I'm like, no, I'm, getting a, I'm going to rehearsal this morning, and then I'm going to go and have a production meeting, and I'm going to cast this show. So I always have felt like this is where I need to be. And right you're now. doing, I mean, you really must have been called because this is really meaningful what, you, mm-hmm. what y'all are doing. <laughs> Do you feel, Carlton, anchored here? Mm-hmm. Do you feel rooted here? Um, see, here's the thing. Uh, I moved away from Birmingham when I was in high school and I've kind of like, it's always been my landing plaid. Um, my, my landing and if you're wearing plaid, it could be your landing plaid. It could plaid. be my landing plaid. <laughs> um, it always has been. Um, but I'm, it, what's funny is I wasn't even born here. I moved to Birmingham when I was like in fourth grade. I'm from Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Um, and I feel like in all my interviews, I always be like, why does Carlton never, why does he always say he's from Birmingham? But like my family has like just ridiculous ties here. Um, my uncle was the mayor. Uh, my grandma was a superintendent in her day. Like, my stepdad's barbershop has been on 4th Avenue since forever, oh, you wow. know? Um, I'm, I'm very, very uh, vested in this city, um, in a sense that I just love Birmingham. I could be doing this work anywhere the universe has just decided, hey, you're going to do it back home. Because I hadn't been here in a while. I literally just moved back last August to come work for Birmingham Children's Theater. Like, that's why I came back. I came back to take a contract, and I was going to split. Um, and what then, were you doing in Birmingham's Children's Children's Theater. I was uh, I was in uh, and in this corner is Cassius Clay, directed by D- Jamil Jude. Um, so I got to have a lead role in that, and then I went on to do a lead role in Peter Pan, and then I went on to do Charlotte's Web. Wow! Um, so that's and fun. Those are like long runs. So yeah, yeah. It was, I, w- I was there for a paid gigs. Yeah, six yeah. months of just paid doing the work and getting to entertain children all day it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's why I came back, and um, while I was here, I was like, okay, well, if I'm here. I'm not going to slack. Like, I'm going to continue to 
do my film auditions and, you know, go work on this pilot. And, you know, I was still doing all my TV stuff that I was doing everywhere else or was that that I was attempting to do everywhere else. Um, and, but what's funny is I got more TV work in Birmingham than I did in other places. Hmm. Like I booked once or twice when I was living in Atlanta, but here it was like, call, 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 call. Um, I just don't know where like I'll end up. Like I, I want to have, uh, like property in Birmingham one day. That's what I always say. I want to be bi-coastal to Birmingham and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm, I'm not done with New York yet. Um, I'm not done with the rest of the world yet. You know, not just yet. And I think I'm grateful that I was given this opportunity to start this company because now I feel like even when I'm not in Birmingham, I'll always be here. You know, like it, it is like I, the roots are there. It's almost like I've taken my roots and I've just put them in something that has permanency that will always stand. So you know that you've set it up so that this is something that can continue on yeah. far beyond your actual physical presence here. Right, and that, like that's the goal. Um, my associate artistic director, her name is uh, Kenya Stewart, and she is my rock, my rock. She's my everything. I, I could not be doing this work without her. And what's funny, if you got us in a room, you would think that we would, you would think us uh, from our perspectives that we wouldn't get along. Um, but she really is like, the she's the yin to my yang. Like, it's just... It's this ridiculous energy. And we didn't even know each other that well before I offered her that position is the funny part. Did I ever tell you that? Like, I didn't, I'd, I'd only met Kenya once or twice, and I just remember her being the most genuinely good person in the world. And I knew she, and I knew she was black, and I knew she was an actress, and she was phenomenal, all that stuff. And so when I started to do this company, I was like, I need someone who is going to be able to completely be the flip side of me because I'm sporadic. I'm crazy. I have a million ideas a second. Is that true? Very true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, all, I'm all over the place. And, and typically for a good reason, but I am very true. all over the place. And Kenya is just like planted, mm-hmm. rooted. Um, she is always thinking about everything. So when I have the crazy idea, she's able to show me, you know, the things around it that I can't really see. Um, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. And she really believes in what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and she really has this the same kind of artistic view. But she always laughs at me because I, I said all that to brag about Kenya Stewart because I love her. Um, because when I picked her, she was like, I have no experience doing this. And I said, that's exactly why I picked you. Um, because I'm going to be able to teach you everything that I'm learning right now because I don't know what I'm doing either. Not for real, for real. And I can pour all that into her and then it can go to the next person and we're trying to be a really big community presence in the schools and stuff so that way BBRTC always has have people around that are invested in the company right and I'm hoping it always matriculates up I saw that you're going to be doing some work at Parker High School yeah yeah yeah. we're going to Parker theater workshops or something yeah I'm taking over I'm taking over for a week (laughs) um the the choreographer for choir boy Rachel Simone is the um, artistic director of that program at Parker High School Mm -hmm. and she's really 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 trying to make something out of nothing you know like uh, it's Birmingham City School and there just isn't funding and there isn't that there isn't this and there isn't that what I love about Rachel is like she's always at somebody's uh, conference getting grants and stuff for her kids it's like the most beautiful heartwarming thing she's always in a class learning so that she can bring it back down to her kids like I'm gonna go pay for this $2,000 master class in Chicago so that I can come down here and teach my like I like get emotional thinking about that because that's just like that's the work. That's the work. Like, man, and she and she choreographed Choir Boy. She gave me a call. It was amazing, uh, by the way. The choreography. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no. It was phenomenal. <laughs> um, 
funny story on how I met Rachel after this. It was phenomenal. <laughs> um, and she called me and she said, hey, Carlton, um, I, I, I really need to get uh, BBRTC in just for like a week. Like I need these kids to meet someone who is like doing it. Like they don't believe me. I need to get someone who's, who's, who can like be real with them and like, let, and like I just need you to come. And I was like, okay. And she was like, yeah, and you can do some workshops and stuff and you just let me know what it is and I'll take care of you. And I was like, girl, let me out. Rachel Simone? I'll be there. Like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Um, she brought students to come to see the show and they were all, they were so deeply impacted by it and I just, yeah. I, I would do anything to recreate that as many times as I can. Uh, with kids, like I couldn't fathom having someone come in that was like black and queer uh, into, like I just, I, I can, I, I, can't imagine like what is gained from that what is gained from seeing yourself on stage like I think about like if 14 year old Carlton had seen mm. choir boy in Birmingham like who would yeah. I have become that's why that's another that's the biggest reason probably why I, what you're doing is so powerful because I do think about those people I looked around the audience and I, that night and I thought there are people here probably younger people too who would never have expected to see people who look like them yeah. or people who are queer on stage. There was someone that night who walked out. Oh yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> and that. I think it was the Bible. Yeah, that was yeah. but I, we but I we love those moments. That was too. great. Yeah. We love those. She moments. walked right beside the actor. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fan. I thought I told Fox. I said, you know, you you know, you arrived when someone walks out of your yeah. play. Yeah. But no, but seriously, all those people who feel supported and, and, and I think that what you do is courageous, not so much, I think it's courageous that you do these great like visible things on stage or whatever, but I think what you do when you wake up in the morning is courage because a lot of people, mm. what it's tenacity and it's courage, I can only imagine. And a lot of ego. <laughs> but it takes that and, and and maybe sort of youthful vigor too, I don't know. <laughs> but like what is a day like for you to, to, to support and nurture something like this? You're obviously very outgoing and gregarious or whatever. So yeah. you make relationships pretty easily. But what about what do you have to do on a typical day? What about if someone <laughs> what do you tell people if they want to do something like this? Um don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> off the record um, no um, I think that it's something that you just like you have to love it mm -hmm. you have to love it on the days that you hate it you have to love it on the days no one says uh, you're great you have to love it on the days when people say that you suck um, it is not easy what's funny is that like a normal day for me is like sitting in bed and answering emails, lighting incense, you know, and um, going to, it looks like a lot of meetings, I will say that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm forever in a meeting that could have been an email. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm forever in a meeting. Um, it, it, I, it's really just about connecting the dots. I mean, I really sit down at my laptop and I have my little diary all day and I'm just, um, I'm lucky that I, am not at this super level yet to where the people that um, are working with me are just like super accessible. Um, so I can just say, uh, hey, Damone, I was thinking blah, 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 blah. And he can just yell back. Um, and a lot of times he's like, I'm not working right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, you, you have a, a beginning and an end time. You have a work day. He fucks out. And I need to practice that because that's what real self-care looks like. <laughs> because legitimately, I, I will work 
in the club. I will work. Anytime I'm, we are out, we're at lunch, we're at an event, we're having fun, we're all together just, you know, turn it up, whatever that is. You'll look over and Colin will be on their phone answering emails, trying to get... Because that's what they did. That's what they do. <laughs> and it's like, this, that's the beautiful thing of it because that's why they are the artistic, direct, the, yeah. the artistic director and they're able to get things done. But you have to have that kind of work ethic. You have to be able to say, it's three in the morning, I'd rather be asleep, I'd rather be watching, I've been watching a show... But I have to respond to these emails because I have to get this stuff done. Because if I don't, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no one eats, you know. Yeah. No one eats and, and no one gets what they want and lives aren't changed. And it's it's just move. I won't lie and say there aren't days that I don't check out. But I typically do like little, <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to be away for a week at the lake house. Like, don't talk to me. And the reality of it is, is that I do go to the lake house and all of that is great. But I'm also just sitting there working or complaining about how I wish I was working. Um, because I, I just love it. You like it? Um, You're a bit of a workaholic. I am. Yeah. I am. And I and I hate it some days. And some days I'll literally just be like angrily scratching like I hate my life and I have no clue what I'm doing. But I'm still just sitting here like writing out a schedule for the next day. So like what's the truth? Yeah. tell you something really quick it's so exciting this happened after we recorded the interview it has just been announced this week that carlton and bbrtc have received 11 nominations from broadway world birmingham this is fantastic what it means is that every single person in the cast and crew has been recognized for their work on choir boy as Carlton writes on their Facebook page, we are small, but we are mighty. Yes, you are, and you deserve those nominations, and I hope that you win. Speaking of Broadway World and speaking of Choir Boy, if you Google David Edward Perry, Broadway World, Carlton Bell, you'll find an excellent interview that Perry did with Carlton back in August in which Carlton discusses the rehearsal process, the planning process, the directorial decisions that they made during the a production of Choir Boy. You'll find that interview very enlightening in terms of the artistic decisions that Carlton made in this award-nominated, soon-to-be-award-winning uh, show. Now back to the interview. Do you have... I'm curious about you because there's an energy about you, I think, uh, that you must have some kind of spiritual practice. Oh, or yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, is there a way? Because I think that's important. Um, I have a therapist and a Reiki therapist, so I'm, I'm yes! over there. But um, <laughs> Ian is my Reiki therapist. But uh, you must be doing something because a lot of people can get caught up in that busyness. What time is it, Fox? Uh, we're at 6.41. Okay, we'll wrap up in a second because I don't want to keep you forever. But You can if you want to. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just keep... But a lot of people can get caught up in that. I'm guilty of this in times in my life where I just work, 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 work. And there's no sub... There's no meat. I can be doing good things and helping people and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not... I'm so frazzled. But you don't seem frazzled. You seem Today. like... <laughs> but even it seems yeah. to me that somewhere <laughs> right. in there you're able to take it in and appreciate it for what it is am I right do you have a spiritual practice that helps yeah. you yeah um, and I think that uh, my spiritual practices also are the reasons why BBRTC and um, I've been so successful I have to contribute a lot of what I do to the ancestors Ashe um, 
I, uh, it's funny, I was raised uh, Catholic um, because my family is Creole. Um, I'm on survival about tree, so I was raised Catholic, but um, also I'm Creole as fuck. So you walk into my house. I like house. that. Yeah, no, you walk into my house and like the first thing you see on the right is an altar and like you can instance, instantly tell I've been, you know, burning something, burning patchouli or burning sage and um, I'm always forever um, doing readings and just like I take 15 minutes every morning before I get my day started and I legitimately turn on like great music. I light a shit ton of incense and I just like lay there yeah. and like take stock and, you know, I put the energy out that I want to get and I, I I just recently started doing that because I was having a couple of bad days to the point where I just like, couldn't get out of bed and some days are like that you know um, but almost instantly when I do that um, everything shifts and yeah like I think I think everybody should have something that can anchor them mm-hmm. um, and bring them back to like the truth right because I think like it's the lies that get to us you're not good enough you don't know what you're doing, you're this, you're that. Oh, it sucks, right? Like, it really does. Um, But when you can, like, sit down, and for me, it's lighting my patchouli, getting my coffee, um, maybe smoking a little. And and, uh, I'm being honest. Um, And just, like, being one with myself to, like, some lo-fi music, like, and then I can get up and I can conquer the world, quote-unquote. because if you don't have that, especially doing this, especially doing this broke, um, with no resources, you know, it can, it will, it'll eat you alive. It'll literally eat you alive. Um, yeah. It tries to get me. She's a tricky girl. She's a tricky one. But I, I do not want it to eat you alive. What, <laughs> what can the, what can the world and what can Birmingham do to help financially? Um, they can give us money. Um, uh, no, seriously, um, we are, I always tell, I always look at it this way when I'm sitting down with an investor and I always love meeting with people that have seen stuff. So I'm doing this new thing now where I'm like sending clips from Choirboy. If like it's someone I haven't talked to and I know I haven't seen it, I'm sending you like proof of what we've done because they're always very interested in that. Oh my God, I'd love to talk to you about this. That's awesome. If you want me to keep doing this, it's, it's going to be dependent on what you can get back to us because we're a nonprofit company, right? Um, So if you want me to fly in directors from L.A. and be able to go to Parker High School for free for a week and do X, Y, and Z, yeah, you love that, you liked it on Facebook and you shared it and that was cute, but in order for me to continue to do that um, and to do more of it, like the more money you give me, the more I can do. Like people are always like, well, when are you going to do your next thing? I don't know. You should commission it. Right. You should, yeah. yeah, you should give me $5, $5,000, not $5, I'll take $5. <laughs> uh, you should give me $5,000 to come do an authentic story about, uh, you know, um, Harriet Tubman or something in your school with the people, with my network of people. You should. Yeah. Um, I want that for you. Um, the, the reality of it is, is that it is very, very, very expensive. Um, to do the work that we do and to do it on the honestly on the scale that we want to do it yeah. right because I think yeah. that's really the the I won't say that um, I think I can't say it without not saying it if you say I think it, that's what's be- different about BBRTC is that we're not interested in putting on community shows at a community level um, we're very very interested in legitimately trying to recreate what's going on in American theater on Broadway right now listen um, when I saw Choir Boy. I said this to Fox that I have 
not seen production value like that. <laughs> what a great thing, though. Yeah. And it happens randomly, and uh, but at the last uh, Choir Boy. Choir Boy only happened because we randomly got a $5,000 grant. Wow. Out of the blue. A grant that I, I, I mean, I went in for an interview and stuff. Like, I applied for it, but I, that interview, I knew I blew it. I knew I blew it. I knew it was gonna, <laughs> they hated me. I was like, what I, I was like trying to like, I wasn't being myself. And I ended up, I think, coming off very bitchy because they seemed very annoyed <laughs> by me. Oh, we'll have to really talk about that meeting. <laughs> um, because I literally walked out going, I fucked it up. I ruined the company. There is no company. I'm about to have to like, all the money I've spent on this, like I spent like $1,500 on a promo video randomly. Um, it was beautiful though. <laughs> it was. Um, I've seen all the, you, you, everything y'all put out is amazing. Go ahead. Yeah, but like, I don't even remember what I was saying, but. But here's, here's the question I have. When you go into a meeting like that, do you, what do you say? Oh, it's like get people to give yeah. me money. Um, or is that none of my business? No, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe someone on this mic needs to hear it. Yeah. Um, so I literally just, I tell the truth. I'm very honest about um, it. I go, hey, you know, my name is Carlton Gannon Marcus Bell II. Um, I'm a son of Birmingham. Um, I love this city so much. And uh, I really, really would love to do, uh, for example, Sugar in Our Wounds. Sugar in Our Wounds is a story by a close friend of mine. It's being directed by a close friend of mine. Um, we are black queer artists trying to tell authentic stories. I started this company called the Birmingham Black Repertory Theater Company to tell the stories of marginalized communities. Here's the website, www.bbbrtc.com. Um, you know, and I always like to relate things back. So, you know, like, I'll be like, you know, I know that the NAACP is for, uh, you know, you guys are the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Like, we are colored people who would like to be advanced. Um, <laughs> um, and, I, like, I'm, it's very that. Like, it's very, I'm not, uh, and I always say this. I posted a picture the other day, and I was like, oh, look, I look like an artistic director today. Um, it was actually this outfit. Um, well, you but, do. Yeah, well, that's not every day. <laughs> um, I'm, but I'm like, that's who I am. You know, I'm the artistic director who shows up in like a freaking muumu to opening night of Fire Boy <laughs> with teal hair. Like, I was, I think, was it opening? I remember the teal hair was. Yeah, I had to, I, I had teal hair for a while, and then it was blonde, and I, did, I had blonde eyebrows. You know, I'm just not. And most artistic directors, you know, you think of, uh, you know, the Kenny Leons of the world, and just these, uh, you know, big. Uh, uh, statuesque and just like uh, gra people gravitas we're talking about gravitas and I just don't think it's a quality that I'll I'll ever have you know I think I'm just kind of irreverent and well you are irreverent yeah. but I think you have a gravitas about you you were directed by Carlton I was yeah what was that experience like? Can you say in front of Carlton? I've told Carlton this in person, and we've had. Yeah. Did he have gravitas while he was. Well, they have gravitas while they were directing? A lot of gravitas sometimes. <laughs> misplaced gravitas. But no, so this is the thing. Um, and, and we can be. Misplaced. Honest. Well, that sounds like a play. Go ahead. Misplaced okay. gravitas, yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, it's, and we've talked about this, so. Yeah. We know it's coming from a place of love, but it was Carlton's first thing, so there were moments, of course, where. You know, we got into the room and it maybe didn't go as we planned because of just, like, not really knowing what we were doing. Um, but the thing is, the thing about Carlton is all it takes is a serious heart-to-heart -heart conversation explaining what you need, what you want, and what's not working. And Carlton is very good, probably one of the best people I know who do this, to sit back and say, okay, let me reassess. And I remember we had a conversation about something that was going on with the process. Um, we had a conversation during the afternoon um, we ended up, I think, 
canceling, not canceling a rehearsal, but pushing one so that we could have a day off so that we can kind of just decompress. Um, and I remember the next time we got into the room together, it was a completely different thing. It was a whole turn. And I think that is the quality that you have to have as an artist in general, but especially if you're going to be the boss. If you're yeah. going to be the one who's like top lining the, the project or you're going to be the one who's setting the tone in the room, you have to have that. You can't be so stubborn that you're saying, well, it's going to be my way or the highway. It won't work. It just won't. But Carlson's very good at taking people's thoughts, feelings, uh, grievances, all that kind of things, all those kind of things, and making sure that they're um, understood and honored and as, as, you know, as best as you can. You're not going to be able to like give everybody everything they want. But Carlson's very good at saying, okay, well, Damone didn't really like this, but he wants this. How can I make, what, what's the middle ground? Where can we find a middle ground? So we had moments, but of course they were just, they became moments and we don't talk right. about them anymore because then we fixed them. Well, yeah. and it's like being a family or something, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I hate to interrupt, but we're coming up against the wall here. It's 6.52. We've been going about 45 minutes. Okay. okay. Copy that. We have to be out by 7.30 by yes. the rules of the uh, house. Uh, but, but there are a couple, do you care if I have a few more things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we'll wrap, I promise. Because you don't know me. You've been so gracious to do this. I'm really enjoying no! it. Great I think it's going to be a great yeah. first. It's going to be a great first podcast. I'm planning. Well, I'll tell you that after. Um, so the last thing I want to talk to you about or ask you about is because uh, I really am curious about this. You're both beautiful human beings doing wonderful work. I think you're both stars. You know, I don't think you have. I know you're not a heavy hitter in the industry, <laughs> but I think you. Uh, you're, you're stars because of what you're doing and I think you're going to have lifelong careers and all that but I wonder I receive it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> receive it because yeah. you already are it already you already are that hey what do you both hope for uh, where, in your future what, do you, what are your plans uh, what's the end game because my plans are long uh, okay yeah, what's the end game, what's the end game? I'll give you the end game um Birmingham Black Repertory Theater is um, so ingrained into Southeast Theater. It's almost like every black performer that you know that's great, you you know they trained with BBRTC. Um, I guess I'm thinking like, because I just was listening to these here today, like that that's an in-game result. Um, owning my own production, uh, I don't even know what this looks like because I want to do it all. Um, owning my own production house that's not only... Uh, doing you know television we're doing movies we have plays on broadway all of that fun stuff um and i don't know that i necessarily want to like mm. so i want to run it but like also like i don't want it to be a shock if carlton pops up on broadway in a completely different show that he didn't even produce just because sure. you know um or yeah i'm randomly you know just gonna guest star on this sitcom all the time because like at my core i'm still an actor um, but what I'm learning about myself is like, this is, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Like being an actor is like what I want, but like, this is like who I am. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I want to be able to like be a force. I mean, if I had to think of anybody's career, I'd love to emulate it. Be like a mix between Kenny Leon and Shonda Rhimes, right? Because Kenny still has his theater in Atlanta and he's very much so invested in the culture in Atlanta, in the theater scene in Atlanta. But, um... You know, he does a movie and then he does a thing and he does it and he's all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's that's what it looks like for me. And I pop back down to Birmingham randomly, <laughs> you know, spread um, some gravitas around. There you go. <laughs> Sprinkle uh, it liberally. Yeah, you know, and just uh, <laughs> say, you know, this wall is ugly and kind of leave, you know. Um, 
I can totally see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, we always say we're Debbie Allen and Felicia. Debbie and Felicia. Um, yeah. Those are like our... I'm the yeah. Felicia to Carlton. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 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 What about you, Tamar? My end game is very similar to Carlton's. Um, uh, I, I, I want to. I will always be an actor. That's my first love. So being a working actor, working in every medium I can, film, television, stage, podcast, animated, I want to do it all. Uh, but the other end game is I would love to own and operate a production company and studio. Like I want to do what Tyler Perry is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that I want studio. Listen, listen. I was just gagged at the fact that you could fit all of those studios from LA in, in it and here. still have it. Still have, they said that you can fit every major studio in Los Angeles on his property and still have space. So I would love to have my own uh, production company and studio, and I want to produce everything film, television, stage. Um, and I want to especially focus on making that space, those sound stages, those backlots, those rehearsal spaces accessible to uh, marginalized communities. I want black queer folks, queer folks in general, women, disabled people, yes, able yes. to hit me up and be like, hey, Damone, I have this idea for this movie, but I don't have anywhere to do it. And yeah. 20th Paramount, century, told Paramount, Paramount told me no. Paramount told me no. 20th Century Fox and all people said they can do it. Okay, well, <laughs> we have a whole sound stage that's not being used right now. Come on over here, shoot your thing. We have cameras. Do your thing because I want to be able to give back in a way that a lot of folks have given back to me. There are so many people who have been patrons of Damone who I wouldn't be who I am today without and I want to be able to pay it forward and give that back to at some point in my life. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fantastic. I'm getting a little weepy-eyed hearing you say that. Um, and I think that that's, that's very powerful. I think that's a lesson that we all, we all need to do, you know, to, to, to try to do, to, to give back the things that pay it forward and yeah. to, yeah. So many to offer opportunities yeah. to people who normally don't get it. Absolutely. So and I think that's beautiful. It. So... I celebrate where you are right now. I Thank celebrate you. where you're going to be in the future. Yeah. I send you love, and I hope you live on fire with passion for everything that you do. I'm just very excited Listen. to come see that play yes. that you're doing, which is Sugar in Our Wounds, written by Donye Love. love yeah. Our Love. Yeah. Who? Okay. I want to see that play, and I'm going to come see it, and I'm going to I'm going to continue to watch everything you guys do, even if I get on your nerves. December fifth through the eighth, and I'm going I'm going to donate to BBRTC, even though I don't have a lot of money. I was going to say you're a teacher. Yeah, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Okay, thank you so much for joining me on my very first podcast. Yeah, thank you for having us. This was so much fun. Yay! That's it. Charles Hutchinson Gabriel. The interlude music, Dead Inside, was taken from the Little Spoon album by Patricia Taxon. All music was used with permission. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day, wherever you are.